0: Today, um, just by way of introduction, many of you know from last week that the Stanleys have uh, added to their number with uh, little Gemma, Gemma Reed. And so in Rochelle's absence, uh, Ryan Christensen, who's right over here, helps out with the men's ministry, is kind of filling in for a lot of what uh, Rochelle was doing. And so obviously he just had a rise with the guys this this weekend and heard just nothing but Powerful stories, so cool how God has used that event to impact so many different people. But thank you, Ryan. I've known Ryan since I was first on board here at Grace back in 06, and he was kind of known as the Karate Guy, right? And uh, he's, he's a black belt in karate, so don't say anything mean to, to, to Ryan. Um, he's literally getting married this Friday. So... The Sunday after next and re he's coming to give his marriage story. <laughs> if you've been married five minutes, you have a marriage story. So, so grateful that you're here. And uh, today we actually have a special guest, uh, Bob and Jenny Coughlin. So thankful for both of them. Yeah, give it up for them. Yeah, Totally. I've known the Coughlins for for a long time, had their boys through through student ministries and uh, their girls. And I'm so grateful um, for both of them and the work that you're doing here. And um, the the Coughlins are just salt of the earth, great people. And I just uh, appreciate both of them for the impact that they've had at this church and have done it in a very selfless way, being willing to do whatever it takes to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And so thank you for Bob and Jenny for all that you're doing. Bob, obviously here with our men's ministry. And Jenny, you've been with uh, Bible Study Fellowship teaching with that for how many years? Four years there, nine years here. Yeah. So cool. So let me pray and we'll get started. I'm going to hand the mic off to them. Jesus, thank you so much for this morning. Grateful for um, how you have shown us such great things through your word about Jesus. Mm -hmm that continues to win our hearts over because we see how beautiful you are. As it says in Psalm 27, David cries out, the one thing I've asked that shall I seek to meditate in the Lord's temple to behold his beauty. And we're we're captivated with the beauty of Christ. When our hearts are enraptured with just who you are, it's awesome how our lives come together as they're meant to be, as we see Jesus and then we see others. And so thank you, Father, for this morning. Thank you for your love for us through what you did at the cross. Continue to engage our hearts with the truth as we come to this place of understanding, understanding the beautiful gift that you've given us and our spouse. As so help us to do that with a sense of humility and humbleness. Help us to do that with a sense of empathy and sensitivity and in every way that you might help us grow in our relationship with you and with our spouse, to the glory of God and for our good. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Bob and Jenny, you guys. Wow, you know, uh, we completely
1: had a different idea what re-engage was. We, th- we thought we were going to walk in with a bunch of newbies. We thought we were going to walk in with a bunch of 20-somethings and, and like, oh my goodness. I- you guys should be teaching <laughs> us. Like, oh, can I sit at your feet and sit and So, our goal today is it's it's an honor to be here to talk with you guys and um, Obviously, you guys are in small groups and, and the benefit of the discussion and, and learning from each other. That's the way the direction God's word give us. Right, it, the Holy Spirit, the church, and this just the fellowship to to be able to understand that. So. We know this is the most important time, but, but maybe, hopefully, you guys can maybe grab a nugget or two from, from our experience and usually my mistakes and her, her fixing those mistakes to, 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 to apply for you guys. Um, this is my wife, Jenny. I'm Bob Coughlin. We've been at Grace Church since 1991, basically. Back in Edina, we started going here before we were actually married. Uh, as college students, we met at the University of Minnesota through a uh, ministry called Athletes in Action, which is the sports ministry of crew. And um, I was actually walking on campus before, I, I knew who she was because she was in the newspaper every day on the campus about this tennis star. And so I read about her and, and probably stalked her a little bit, but I remember walking on campus <laughs> and I was walking with it, with one of the guys and she was standing uh, on a step in a hallway and and I knew her didn't know her but I just knew her a little bit and I remember walking down and told telling that guy that that's my future wife yeah. and so so we were sitting in a, a group of studies she came to share about a mission uh, mission trip she went on and all these guys started talking about like oh, I'm going to ask her out I'm going to ask her out I'm going to ask her out so I'm like holy crud, i got to beat these guys to it. So, <laughs> so I was actually serving at a church, and I had her come share a testimony at the church, and, and then within, within a week, I t- literally said, this is going to be my future wife, and it just took her a little bit longer to figure that out. <laughs> so, so we've been married 28 years, or coming on 28 years. We've got um, five kids, and, and we've got some interesting stories. God's, God's at work in us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> We've got some interesting stories. Here's a picture of our family if you want to pull that up.
1: We brainwashed uh, them early right? the
2: gophers. We're gopher fans. <laughs> we were athletes there. We had two boys who played football there as well. So my dad played there. And anyway, if you're a gopher fan, we're yours for life. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then this is a picture of our kids, a little bit more grown up. We've got a 23-year-old. Uh, out of college, pursuing his dreams. We've got, uh, that's Carter. We've got Quinn, who is 22. He is a senior at the U. Caden, uh, who is 21, she, almost, she is at uh, Iowa State. We let her cross the border. Um, and then we have Cullen. Uh, he is 19, and I have to remember, I, I know their grades better than I know their ages. Right. Um he is in, he's taking a gap year. He's going to start at GCU next year. And then Callie, our baby, is a junior at Southwest Christian High School. So five kids in seven years. It was full and lively growing up, and it hasn't slowed down. So that's our family.
1: Yeah, we, we thrive in chaos, and, and <laughs> our life is pure chaos, just understand. So today what we did is, is, is we kind of thought, let's set a foundation to, to, to speak from, um, and so the first thing we want to do is just look at seek to understand God's plan for marriage. Uh, number two, seek to understand one another. Number three is uh, um, seek to understand oneself. And so that's kind of the framework we'll talk from to give some bullet points. Um, but, but ultimately it comes back to we need to seek and understand God's plan for our marriage. And, and at any point it's, it's, it's us to reflect him amen right for his purpose and for his glory and so we we talk about being doers of the word not just hearers of the word and and so hopefully just in some of the things that we share and obviously the things that you guys are digging into is that you're taking God's word and and figuring out how do I apply it and and really um want to encourage you guys this way and Knowing that you guys are graying the hair like us, is that this is is really a an evolution versus a revolution, right? This is this is day one. All, all I know is the past is the past, and today I can implement God's truth into my life. Amen, Amen. right? Right. Today I can I can choose to go forward in Christ. Today I can choose to reflect Him. Today I can choose to worship Him in my marriage and in, in the my work and in, in my finances. And so today we can start but understanding that it doesn't have to be like like I'm not gonna change overnight and and, and but but we can evolve together and hopefully that's an encouragement to you guys. I know, sorry. It's okay. A, uh, so okay it's all
2: good. Um, but specifically in reflecting God, we want to reflect Christ in his bride. That's really the picture of marriage to the church and, or, you know, with the church. And so with that, you think Christ is perfectly faithful and he's committed. He's committed to his bride. What a beautiful picture for us to keep in mind that as we live faithfully toward our spouse and we remain committed to him or her but to the marriage – That is a beautiful reflection to the world. So with that, we have to keep in mind that we've been made one. So we often have to remind each other, like, we're not the enemy. We're together. We're a team. We've been made one. We are partners. So it's Team Coughlin. It's Team Jenny and Bob. What does that look like to be one as a team and you know a lot of our analogies are probably sports analogies so just go there with us but you get the idea of partners and you know you're, you're trying to accomplish a common goal and so with that um, you know God, God has placed us on the same team we're to complete one another which means we're not going to be the same and we're going to get to that a little bit later I know you talked about that in your lesson um, but we, we really believe that we're better together than we are apart and so when you have that picture it's like I need him I need him to be all that God created me to be and for us to go forward and bring God the most glory because he put us together.
1: Amen. And, and and as we talk about one team is is there's one enemy. Amen. Right? He's here to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we we find ourselves in these situations, we stop and remind each other is that he's at battle against us. This this is our opportunity to come together. For, for victory, right? We live in victory, but to come back, back to victory as a team. And so together, we can, we can accomplish that. The second main point, guys, oh, sanctification, sorry. Um, God uses uh, marriage to sanctify us. Can I get an amen, brother? Right? Great reflection, great opportunities to understand my, my, my gaps and understanding that, that I need to die myself. I need to die to my pride. I need to die to, die to myself to live in the fullness in Christ. And, and what a greatest way God uses our marriage to sanctify us, right? For his purpose and for his glory.
2: So I think if you just start with the vision that God has for our marriage, that number one, it's to reflect Christ and, and his bride, the church. Number two, it's really that we've been made one. So we are we are a team. We are partners. And number three, that really God is using this to sanctify us. He brings sanctification through marriage. So that moves us on to our second point.
1: Yeah, and again, right, so we're going back to the idea that, that we need to understand, and that's for the adore and respect section and the unit you guys just covered so number one is seek to understand god's plan for our marriage that's number one once we get that foundation then we can go forward right so number two is seek to understand one another and and the vision of god's plan for our marriage is that that um we actually figured out we have roles and so when you guys first got married and and you thought you had it all figured out and then like you said Ryan day after you come back from your honeymoon we'll sit down and we'll decompress a little bit brother <laughs> right is that you find out that 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 you have roles in that process and that you complement one another way more than you conflict one another
2: yeah and i think as you seek to understand one another it's really important to always keep God's plan in your eyes so it it helps you kind of just keep coming back like we're here to glorify him what does that look like so in that you know if he has put two of us with different roles we we realize we we sort of fit into our um you know our our we don't both do this oh you're right we don't both do the same thing so like there's certain things for instance um Bob sort of plans the trips that's just sort of his thing I'm not I don't love the administration p- part of that. We don't even really have to talk about it anymore. He just sort of does it. He never gets upset that I'm not doing it because we just sort of know that's what he does. In the same way, there's things that I manage with the kids and um, not because he doesn't want to, but because we both don't have to do the exact same thing and like overrun each other. So you find your role in the same way that you're when you think about a team, you don't both play D-back and quarterback, like let the D-back be the D-back, let the quarterback be the quarterback. That's kind of how we look at our, our roles. And if we're both doing that place well, then we continue to move forward. It doesn't mean that we don't participate, help, support, you know, give feedback. But it's OK to not look at your spouse and go, he never does or she never does. Kind of figure out where does it work for us and it's okay to let them move in that and you move in yours. Does that make sense?
1: And one of the things that we talk about is that that give each other the benefit of the doubt, right? There there's many of times that I put my foot in my mouth, right? There's many times that 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 I come at things in an incorrect way, but 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 sometimes the idea is let's give each other the benefit of the doubt that that I want what's best for us. I want what's best for her, and so taking it from that lens, right, in in that conflict or in that situation, helps, right, um, disarms, right, the, the 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 problematic situation that you're walking into. Does that make sense? <clears throat> and, and we we always talk about that that. W- we say we've kind of evolved to, you know, instead of I love you, which I say all the time because I do, but, but like, I'm like, I love us, right, because, because she compliments me in so many ways, and men, just understand, if you go back to Genesis, the reason that we need it because we have gaps. The Bible doesn't talk about the gaps of the women, but men, we need the women to fill our gaps because there's so many, amen, brother, right? <laughs> so, so But I, I, I just started saying, I love us. Because of the way we complement each other. So I'm not focusing on the things that I'm not getting. Or the things that I think I'm missing. I'm thinking about all the things that she makes me better. Which is an endless list. Trust me.
2: So that, that kind of all goes under keeping God's vision. Right. His plan for your marriage. It's mm-hmm. like love, love the couple. Love the marriage. Figure out. And where it needs work. We're going to get to that. But. Um, it's kind of having this this pride in like I love us I love us um, okay yep
1: and, and so in, in our man up studies we always talk about this and, and and so a wise man said to me one time he says date your wife because if you don't somebody else will and so you know I remember when we were first in our marriage and and I was running and gunning we had a you know, started a business and things were coming at me, and she was home with the kids, and and we'd have this date night, right? I was like, oh, you know, I'll sacrifice something. You schedule the date night. You do all the work, and I'll show up, right? That was my immature mentality, and so what I understood from that date your wife is that I need to pursue my wife, you know, evolve to a point where I scheduled the date, and it wasn't about I guess so much the date always and where we went and what we did, but the fact that I took an interest and a desire to be with her as she did with me. That was a huge impact in our life. And, oh, by the way, you know, going back to it, I I still remember our first date after our first son was born and probably seven months after, and, like, we went out. We're like, oh, my God. I I love you. Like... (laughs) I, I remember what these conversations. That's that's why we got married, right? So we made it a priority in our marriage to always go out and date night, and then evolved to the point where I understood it was my responsibility to to partner in that, to always go in and date my wife.
2: You want to just take those next
1: things. Um, Yes, I do. So and, and, and the idea too is is that as we talk about even the word as you you know you can't love somebody you don't know, right? So in a relation, you know, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Well, I can't love someone I don't know. So we have to be in the word to understand in that love relationship with the Lord, but also I need to know my wife. I need to know what gets her excited, I need to know what what, what what builds her up, how she's fired up in, in her ministry. How do I invest in that that piece of it? Um, and then also understanding her love language. You know, how, man, how many men, uh, don't raise your hand, please. <laughs> okay. but, but understand the love language, with the way your wife ticks, because I realized after a, a period of time in maturity is that she doesn't absolutely love the things that I love. Now, she loves the, the, the blow-up and kill 'em movies. That's awesome, right? I love that about her. But she doesn't think like I do, amen. She doesn't talk like I do, praise God. She doesn't do the things I do, praise God. But, but I needed to make an investment to understand what makes her tick. What are her love language, words of affirmation, acts of service, right? Now, for me if if I loved her the way it would be physical touch, right? <laughs> I need to evolve beyond the way I want to be loved and love her in the way she does. So men, understand the takeaway. One nugget would be, do you know your wife's love language? This week, how are you going to love your wife that way? This week, intentionally and specifically, I challenge right. you. And that.
2: wives, same. <laughs> um, but, you know, with that, I think understanding that we change we grow. So <clears throat> who you were when you dated, maybe years ago, um, you're different. Your interests maybe have changed. So you need to continue to get to know one another. And I think that's our point, is um, continue to uh, allow one another to grow, but then seek to get to know that person and meet them where they're at. When, when you used to date, just remember that. You, you actually took an interest in some of the things that you probably would have never been interested in. Like, I'll just give you an example. My, my husband and my son were playing cribbage last night. And I have no interest in cribbage, like not even a little bit, not even, no, uh-uh. And Carter says to me, you know, mom, I think you're going to have to pick up cribbage because my wife and I one day are going to have to play you and dad. And I'm like, you're right. I got to pick up cribbage. That's like one of those things I got late. Die to self, Jenny, <laughs> Learn to play cribbage. But it's that thing, like meet your, meet your spouse where they are and enjoy an interest together, you know? Okay, uh, the next one is mutual submission. So submit to one another out of reverence for uh, reverence to Christ, Ephesians five twenty one. This changed our marriage. Um, so adore and respect. I loved that that you had that on there. We had understanding, and then I'm like, Bob, adore and respect. What? They're, he goes, Wait, is that really our topic? I said, Yes, this is right up our alley. This is all. So this was so God. I but didn't read the whole- but, but this, this changed our life. There is, you know, Ephesians 5.33 talks about husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. Why do you think God would use those words? Wives, respect your husbands. You know, women, uh, wait, did I just say that right? You know what I mean. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. Why? Why would you say that? If anyone were to, to speak up to that. Doesn't come naturally. Doesn't come naturally. Now flip it, what might be your husband's greatest need and deepest really desire is to be respected and women to be adored and loved. Like if you were to get, God is the one who made us. He knows what it really is for us to be to have those deep longings. So isn't it so beautiful that God's word would speak to that and then what that actually looks like. And here's what I'll, here's what I'll share with you. Um, There's a there's a great book that really impacted us. I think a couple of people maybe have talked about it, but it's a love and respect. But there's a vicious cycle that we get into, and I'm just going to share that really quick. It's this it's um, often it starts out with wives at home uh, coming in, whether they're working or staying at home, but they're realizing husband's kind of falling short in the in the duties at home and they're upset. They're frustrated. Maybe they're nagging, whatever. Husband feels a little bit uh, defensive, uh, dejected, so he pulls back. So now she's not being loved the way she wants to be loved, but she also just bashed him or disrespected him in the way she sort of nagged and cut him down. So now he's not, he's pulling back, she's looking for love, that's not being met. Well, it's this vicious cycle. Who's going to break it? And she's waiting to, like, we need to do this marriage conference. We need to do these marriage classes. We need to do it. And he's like, um, no desire, really. Like, I'm, I've, been, I've been crushed. And this, is the, this was the challenge that hit me. Are you willing to show respect toward your husband, to um, admire him, not because he's deserving of it, worthy of it, or because you actually do, like that is off the table, but because God has commanded it, and he is worthy, and that changed everything for me, because now it's, what does it look like to show respect for my husband, what does it look like for me to admire him, and in my mind, because you're kind of catching how we roll, oh, I'm his biggest fan, I'm his cheerleader. I'm on his team. I'm in his corner. He was a boxer, and I literally envisioned, like, I'm the one in the corner, and this is what makes me, like, it It changed my marriage because I was going to be the one who spoke truth to him and built him up and gave him life, and you think, there he is. He comes home from the office, and he's exhausted, and and we've got five, you know, Rugrats running around. Do you know how exhausting that had to be coming home? He's running a company. And now he's like, and then then to have the wife say, and by the way, you're not doing this either. Like he did not need that. So I needed to simply say things like, honey, thank you that you would work that hard for our family. Thank you that you would sacrifice that time. Thank you that you're willing to coach the boys. Thank you that you're willing to, to coach basketball and Caden, you don't even know the sport. I mean, thank you that you're willing to put yourself out there. Like these things that just all of a sudden would sort of build my husband up because here's the deal. He's getting built up at work and he's getting maybe accolades and he's maybe getting an award. But if his wife isn't giving the award, if she's not the one patting him on and saying, I believe in you, what does it matter? Right? So that changed everything for us. And I'll I'll send it.
1: Right, and and just to be specific about that too, right, so running and gunning, things are brutal, tough, great, battles, all that stuff from a a worldly work perspective. Hold on, stay right there.
2: Okay, so stay right there, because what happened was we had three kids in under three years. So our oldest was two and a half, and yeah, just do the math. That's a lot of little kids, um, pregnant, you know. Nursing, pregnant nursing, da, 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 da. okay. So, and he just started a company, and so he is like his mind gone, time gone, and I'm like just trying to keep. I'm I'm literally just trying to keep it together in every way. And meanwhile, I'm comparing. Don't ever do that. I'm comparing other families, other husbands who are home at 5 p.m. or you know those kinds of things you do. And, um, and I'm kind of getting frustrated. And so I, I started uh, selfishly looking at all the needs that were not being met. Have you been there? And becoming resentful and bitter. And, you know, in God's grace, I was in a Bible study, and I was learning about serving. And like a ton of bricks, you, you go to God in prayer, and you're asking him to change him, and God turns those fingers right back at you, and you're like, Wait, how, what would it look like for me to treat him the way I'm actually wanting to be treated? So, wait, I, I want him to serve me in all of these areas. What might it look like for me to serve him? But, Lord, who's going to serve me? Jenny, just trust me. Just trust me. So that
1: is where you want to go. All right. So I, I'd love to say that, that, that I, I'm the one that did the course change, and it was because of my pursuit of Christ that, that changed everything it wasn't. I saw my wife worship him by serving me. (laughs) 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 So, (laughs) so so I'm seeing my wife just serve the Lord, serve me, and women just understand it has a radical impact on my walk with Christ. Radical, where it shook me to the core, where. I I I I saw what she was doing and we always talked about uh I wanted her to be the most fulfilled, happy, right, woman, wife in the world. That was that was my desire of getting married. You remember that day, men? Remember that day, that wedding day? Right? And then what happens? Life happens, right? And we have an enemy coming at us co- constantly. We have a world, we have these other battles. So So through through her service of me, worshiping the Lord, I caught the vision, and then we caught it together. And literally, guys, ladies, we haven't we haven't looked back since that day. There was a time, that there was kind of a, a peak, a catalyst, a, a time in our in our driveway where there was some tears, there was some some talking, there was some hugging, there was some confession. And, and from that day on, right, we've been going forward, ups and downs, but going forward. But, but, but the, that, that's a whole idea about worshiping him by serving one another. So the days that, that, that she doesn't love me, which could be a lot because I deserve, but, but, but the days where it's hard to serve her, to love her, right, I look up here and I'm going to worship the Lord today because he's the king of kings he's the lord of lords and he's worthy of it and i'm going to serve her regardless if she deserves it amen right that was the big change for us now we're way over time so yep so so part of it is communication so what we've grown in and 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 just want to challenge you guys is that communication it's so critical and we have to catch ourselves and we do a bunch of pre-marriage stuff because I get the privilege of doing weddings, and it's the one ministry we do together. And we go through this book called Strengthening Our Marriage and Communication. We're, we're, every time we're like, oh, my gosh, we got to get back to this. Oh, man, this. we wish we had this before we got married, all that stuff. The idea is that we have open communication. I still remember we gave the man up men. Any men in here that's not in man up, haven't done every man a warrior, you're missing out, boys. Telling you, I, I've done it like seven years, and, and when we're on the marriage part, Jenny's like, "Oh, you're on the marriage part." I'm like, "Isn't it that obvious? <laughs> right? I need to be reminded. Right? Rebuilt up." Um, but the idea is that that I remember coming to Jen and saying, "Hey, is, you know, I challenge the guys like to do this homework and like, hey, you know, ask your wife, is there any way, you know, anything I could do to serve you better?" Expecting like, "No, you're the greatest," right? <laughs> And, and when we went to dinner and she had a list of 113 things, what, right? But, but anyways, the, the cool thing about that is that, is that it's open communication. Like, like, just understand is sometimes I need this, right? Sometimes this is the way I feel when this happens, right? That's changed our marriage. Just that open communication and dialogue about just being vulnerable. And I still remember coming home from work, just getting crazy stuff and, and she'd come home and she'd be like, So how was your day? I'm like, I don't want you know, I don't want to talk about my day. I just went and lived through it. I don't want to live through it again. But understanding that was that was the point that affected my life. So I had to die to myself. I had to die to my pride and, and we'd sit down and I would share the day, the good, the bad and the ugly. But there was an intimacy in that. There was a dying to self to be able to do that, and that was a huge impact in our marriage.
2: And with that, I think it's important just to remember, you know, when you hit those moments, the communication piece, um, if you keep God's plan in front of you and you remember, oh, we are on the same team, oh, yeah, we are moving forward together in this, then my communication to him is for benefit, not to win, not to— Prove something not to demand something so I really believe and I say this all the time I'm like buddy delivery delivery how you say it matters more than what you actually say that is so key okay Um, we have a goal we have a we have a rule we just don't disparage one another to other people. There was a time I would run with a friend and uh, she was going through a hard time in her marriage. And I, I found myself, I finally came home and I'm like, honey, I've got to stop. I realized that she was struggling with her husband and to like make her feel better. I would like bash him. And it dawned on me, what am I doing? (laughs) That doesn't make her feel better, but it's surely not okay for him. And I was like, forgive me for one thing, but I just vow, I'm not going to ever speak ill of you in front of, in front of you. Um, in front of but behind his back and I I just will say there's a lot of husband bashing out there and I'm just going to challenge you women don't do it one it's not good for your marriage it's not fair to him but it's really not good for your own heart Um, and then lastly just be the first one we really believe in this we have said we keep telling our kids you guys you got to learn how to say you're sorry You've got to learn how to say you're sorry. I don't know what kind of home you grew up in and how difficult that might be, but that will change your marriage to say, I am sorry, I was wrong. Please forgive me. Be quick to say that because there are so many times that, um, you know, we could could share lots of different stories in that journey, but that alone just breaks down that barrier that is just pulled up. The minute you say, I am sorry, even if you feel like he was wrong or she was wrong, there is something in the interaction that probably wasn't right. And so you can still be, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry for the way I said it. I'm sorry, even though they may be wrong. The I'm sorry breaks down and be the first one to do that.
1: So again, in summary, seek to understand God's plan for your ma- marriage. And that's the foundation. Once we get that perspective that allows everything else to, to, to move forward. Second, seek to understand one another, Right. The more I know her, the more I'm invested in her, the more our marriage is going to, again, glorify Jesus. Because it's not about me. It's about her. It's about what God's called me to in this marriage. And oh, by the way, if I do that, my marriage is going to be the greatest ever. Because that's God's purpose and plan, right? That's how God devised it. And then lastly is seek to understand oneself. Here's the deal. The most important thing I can do is growing my relationship with Christ. So again, you go back to James 1.22, be, be doers of the word, not just hearers. The most important thing I need to do is I need to be developing in my relationship with Christ. I need to become a man of the word to be able to serve my family the right way, to understand that foundation, to, 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 to grow in my responsibility and opportunity to serve them. And so I just want to encourage you men, right, is that, that get with a group of dudes. Get, get with somebody that's going to encourage you in your walk with Christ. Get in the word. Now, we've got tons of studies. I listened to Bill Hogue's testimony. If you listen, man up, man up, and man up, right? <laughs> tons of opportunity to become men of the word, and that's what we do. We, we, we get in the word to understand the word because that's the self-reflection that we need to. I need to work on myself. I need to work on my relationship with Christ. And once I'm that, once I do that, now I'm equipped. To be the husband that Jenny needs, then I am equipped to be the dad that our kids need.
2: Um, under seek to one uh, seek to understand one another, and seek to one to know oneself. I think Bobby missed this on the front page, but it's we got to pray together. And here's why: there's something that happens when you pray together, and it's um, it knits your hearts together. It's really difficult to pray together and walk away not united. Because I think that God uncovers things as you go before him. So you, you run into a conflict, and you may not be able to, to work it through right now, but I'll tell you what, you can go before the Lord together on your knees and humbly ask him, God, soften hearts right now, even if you're thinking, soften his, <laughs> okay? You ask him to do this, like, God, we know there, there's some tension. We need you. We need you to, to, to help us work through this. But God uncovers, he shows you some things you need to see. And it's really difficult to go before the Lord and, um, and walk and still get up and, and be pointing your finger at the other one. So we would just say in, in the relationship piece, there's such a need to pray together. Like, yes, you do battle against the enemy. We could go into all the spiritual reasons too. But relationally, it's really, really important. Um, and I think that you you come to understand yourself as you go together in prayer before the Lord. So that's part of our seeking, um, seeking to know oneself. Um, but in addition to that, we would just say that understand God is sanctifying you. So he is doing this great work. You are not who you were. You are not who you're going to be. Amen. He is not finished with you yet. So wherever you find your marriage today, it can be better. And, and I just want to leave that hope for you. Number one, God, God has great plans for your marriage. But you go back to the vision of us reflecting Christ in His church. And Jesus is faithful and he is committed to his bread. So we will be faithful and we will be committed to our spouse because that is a picture the world needs to see. What does it take for you to be committed to your marriage? How are you personally going to be so committed that you are willing to die to yourself in whatever it takes for your marriage to thrive, for your spouse to feel either adored by you, wives, or respect, I mean husbands, or respected by you, wives? We We need to be committed. Not like it's okay to just be, comfortable. We used to say we are not okay with mediocre. We do not want a mediocre marriage. I did not stand on the altar and marry him for a mediocre marriage. Again, we want to win like that's just who we are, but we want to win in life together. God put us together. We are on the same team and we are committed to cross that finish line stronger than the day we got married, but it takes commitment. And so remember, that's the reflection we give to the world.
1: And we'll, and we'll just wrap with this because I'm sure we're way over time um, but the, you know we, we use this book called Strengthen your marriage and all of our pre-marriage stuff and and it, it it summarizes this it says marriage is a total commitment and a total sharing of the total person with one another with the with the other person until death right that's that's marriage that's what a biblical marriage looks like and that's fully completely sharing everything the good the bad and the ugly and and the idea is is that the best way for me to 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 be able to allow that to happen is I need to be open I need to be honest I need to be connected I need to be invested Um, and if we if we take that approach for his purpose and for his glory again you'll have a marriage that reflects Christ amen thank you guys so good
0: That was so good, you guys. Um, you give two teachers a mic. And uh, you get to- <laughs> I love it. You know, Bob and Jenny, thank you so much. As I think about what they shared, I almost can like summarize it in this. And I've heard this from Matt Moran, that we are called to celebrate each other's strengths, protect one another's weaknesses, and embrace each other's differences. Thank you, Bob and Jenny. That was so good. I hope this stirs up some great conversation in your small group today. Have fun with that.